Welcome back to the pod. It's me, your host, Marley. And I'm Jenna. And this is the podcast where we take Buffy very seriously. Uh, this is a serious episode. <laughs> it's uh, episode 17. I am shocked right now. You're shocked? Are you, Tell me what else you are. Are you dismayed? I'm... Yeah, I did not think that was going to happen. I'm very... It's quite upsetting. I'm. I'm upset. I'm upset. You shed a tear. I did shed a tear. Not as much as you and my husband, Andrew, were, like, literally weeping beside me. <laughs> we were sitting in order of weepiness. It yeah. was Andrew, then me, then you. And Andrew said he literally watched this episode, like, the other day and was crying by himself about it and then just rewatched it again. <laughs> you two should make a podcast. <laughs> we would just be crying. I know. Marmar. <laughs> uh. <laughs> What's the sitch? Tell me what's happening. <laughs> Do we want to relive uh, this trauma? Okay, here we go. <laughs> we must. We must open at the bronze. Uh, sexy dance callback is what yeah. I wrote. So what episode was that? Uh, can't that remember. was episode... One of season two. Yes. So that was when Buffy was. Oh, um, what was it called? When she was. When she was bad. Was it when she was bad? Yes. Yeah. Because that's. Yeah. When she's going through her. Buffy's going through her trauma about the master and is just being a little shit. And she was dancing with Xander at the club like that. And Angel was watching, right? Yeah. And so uh, this just gave me flashbacks. Like Angel was in the club. Watching Buffy dancing with her friends, being sexy time. But at first, I didn't know if it was a dream because I was like, oh, is this? I did think it was like a flashback to that scene, kind of. It is. I think it is. Yeah. The the dancing later on, like, because it starts with narration. It starts with with Angel, Angelus, narrating about passion and about about sort of his philosophy. One might say, yeah, that you have to follow it, yeah. and that it it dictates, yeah, everything. And but I'm not sure. I don't know. This is a question I have for myself. I don't have the answer. I have. I'm going to pose this question to the ether, to the world of you listeners and everyone. Who is narrating? Is it Angel? Is it Angelus? Who is it? This is not the first time we've had Angel's voice. Mm. Not Angelus's voice, but Angel's voice. We've had Angel's voice come in the form of a premonition or dream Mm. when they are at the funeral of someone and Buffy sees Miss Calendar as being the answer to how Angel lost his soul. We get that in Innocence after yes. Surprise. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is Angelus or if this is Angel. Mm, I don't know. That's an amazing question. 
I'm going to think about that. Think about that. As we go through and to the end. Okay, that's an amazing suggestion. Yeah. And if anyone's doing a rewatch, I'd love to talk about this. I think it's a brilliant layer. It's also one that you usually don't get upon first watching, I will say. Because yeah. there's so much going on. Well, and yeah, it is so much. Yeah. Like, there's so much in this episode. So that is an excellent suggestion. We should keep ruminating on that. Yeah. Absolutely. But you're right, Marmar. Is it, is it a dream? Is it a flashback? And then slowly, I feels it feels to me like they reveal over the course of that first two minutes of dancing bronze, bronze time that it is, in fact, real-time, Real. present mm-hmm. moment. Yes. And Angel did go in there and was watching creepily. Stalker boy. Yeah, stalker time Angel. And... He's in the alley, like, just murdering casually as as Buffy and Willow and Xander and Cordy come out. They've had a fun time. They've had a fun night. They're going home. And then we see Angel's, this is the first time we've seen this, um, demon face, vampire face, turn into normal face CGI style. Oh, is this the first time? It's the first time. Awesome. I believe. How did it look? Um, it looked pretty good. Awesome. It didn't look bad. And I just could tell, like, there was some budget in this episode. Totally. Like, this felt like a bigger budget episode to yeah. me um, than some of the other ones. Yeah. They spent their pennies. Yeah. Didn't they? Because there's some CGI. There's some big fights. There's some, you know. There's all fire. The actors. There's tons of fire. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was our first CGI face change. It looked pretty good. And then Buffy goes home, she goes to bed, and then uh, we see creepy Angel in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I think you pointed this out on phases yeah. that he can go in her room because he has been invited. invited before. And once an invite, always an invite. Which we learn in this episode. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So he is in her room watching. Now, this is very interesting. I know you hate Twilight, but in Twilight, this happ- this exact same thing happens. But in Twilight, Edward, the vampire, mm-hmm. it it's like romantic. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, and Bella's sleeping and he's always there like watching her. And mm-hmm. it ter- it's like this romantic thing, which I always found fucking creepy as shit. Um, but that's, this is so interesting. It has to be a reference to this. Yes. I don't know. It has to be. I think so. Yeah. So... That's just interesting. Uh. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like art begets art begets art mm-hmm. begets art. And we'd be kidding ourselves if we didn't think that these stories are, aren't being ripped off from other stories, from other stories. Mm-hmm. In many ways, Buffy the Vampire Slayer is, it's fantasy. It's vampire fantasy. This genre comes from things like fairy tales. Hmm. We recycle these stories to examine our new attitudes about different archetypes. I'm still not a huge fan of Twilight. I know. And, but it's interesting (laughs) that you say that, though, that it's romantic and creepy. This is romantic and creepy. Oh, it is, yes. Isn't it? And and he draws this drawing of her. Fuck. It's very beautiful. This is before, like, this microphone better be on. This is before Titanic. This is before we <laughs> draw. 
I did not think you were going to say that. <laughs> Just so the record shows, <laughs> Titanic ripped off Buffy. Yes. Whoever. People never drew each other before that. No. <laughs> on we, don't paper, doodle. we don't doodle like we do on Buffy. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this is so scary. This drawing, this drawing thing comes up many times in this episode. I didn't know Angel was such a good drawer. He's an artiste. Yeah, he is. Uh, it's amazing and also so scary. Yeah. Like, this is terrifying to me. Um, and to Buffy, she takes the drawing. She goes to the library to, like, you know, tell everyone Angel's doing some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh and Cordelia's like, and they and they kind of talk about like, oh yeah, Angel must be able to go into your bedroom because of blah blah. blah. And Cordelia's like, oh my god, I invited him into my car once. <laughs> she is the comedic relief in this whole episode, yes, and she brings it up several times about yeah. her car. <laughs> and when they eventually do get around to. Like deactivating the invite, they do her car first. Oh my god! I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't notice that. (laughs) (sighs) Oh my god, that is so funny. Yeah, Cordelia is amazing. Yeah, she is. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay, and then it's really funny. They're like all discussing, and then um, the tiny cowboy Jonathan walks in. (laughs) The real students. Yeah, and they're like. Hello? And, like, Giles and everyone is like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, um, looking for books? On Stalin. <laughs> I know. It's the first time. It's so meta. And it's the first time we've had other people use this library. Yeah, as it's intended, as a school library. And it's such a good joke. It's so funny. It's so meta. And then Giles is like, over there. And then they all just leave. And he's like, Hello? <laughs> And they continue their, their um, after the great joke, they continue their puzzling over what to do about the angel problem yeah. in the hallways of the school. Yeah. <laughs> in the open air hallways. And Buffy gives, you know, um, a really important, uh, takes a really important stand about her fucking safety. Yeah. They need to do something about this. Yeah. She's like. Oh, the first thing Angel did to Drusilla was kill her whole family. Um, okay, like, shall we not have that happen? Like, what are we doing? And she gets some pretty interesting advice Mm -hmm. from Giles about not losing her cool, not letting him get to her, Mm -hmm. not... She's the chosen one, and she is going to be her responsibility to keep a level head and... Boy, is this ironic in the end. Yes. Uh, what did I write here? <laughs> Just wrote Joyce can't tell. Oh, I see. Uh, Buffy was like, maybe I need to tell my mom some information. Yes. And Giles was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, they're all like, no, no, no. I find this weird because they just let Oz and the gang, like, very casually and don't care about telling him. Like, I... It's very interesting that, like, Joyce shan't never know at all costs, at every cost. It's weird. Why? Because Joyce has a lot more control over Buffy's life mm. than anyone. Yeah. Um, that's what I think. If mm-hmm. uh, the mother of a 17-year-old Slayer says, you're insane and we're moving and this isn't real. Mm. Uh, what's the Hellmouth going to do without yeah. their Slayer? And as we know, 
like, I guess it's a good question. I'll put it to you. Hmm. Do you want Joyce to know? No. Like, definitely not. Um, Joyce is just not in the, <laughs> she's not in the gang. She's not, yeah, she wouldn't accept this. We've yeah. seen her do things in the past, like in Ted, like not accept sort of things before her very eye. Like she's not on the level that you need to be on to understand this, this thing. Some people are. Oz is. He's a fucking werewolf. Um, so he gets it, you know? Yes. But Joyce, I think it would not get it. Yeah. Or, or deny, you know? Yeah. Some people can't see or won't see. The stakes are high. Too high. Too high! So then we're in Miss Callender's class. Yeah. <laughs> and she's assigning spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> hand them in on paper or disc, people. I think she wants a copy of both, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, both. Paper yeah. and disc. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Callender, she got... She has her bases covered. Yeah, she needs to mark everything <laughs> twice. Uh and then she talks to Willow after the class and is like, I need you to cover me next class while I go do something. I need you to teach the class. <laughs> Willow's like, <gasps> she's so excited. She's ch-ch-ch-chosen. Yeah. yeah. She's so excited. Isn't that such an adorable scene? It's so cute. Willow's adorable. I know. She's so excited to cover the class. It comes up also many times in this episode. <laughs> I know. Uh, and then um, Buffy and Giles come to, like, get Willow. And then um, Giles needs to talk to Miss Calendar because he needs a spell mm-hmm. from her. Mm-hmm. Um, why does she have this spell and he doesn't? Well, she says I have, uh, like, she, she stops him from leaving. Oh. And um, Giles is like, well... The thing is, we have this issue, mm. and like, try, I'm working on revoking the invitation from Angel, and she offers the book. Oh, she's like, I have been reading this magics. Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, and then she confesses, like, she's in love with Giles. I know. So cute and sad. I know you feel betrayed. Yes. Well, that's one of the unpleasant side effects of betrayal. Rupert. I was raised by the people that Angel hurt the most. My duty to them was the first thing I was ever taught. I didn't come here to hurt anyone. And and I lied to you because I thought it was the right thing to do. I, I didn't know what would happen. I didn't know I was gonna fall in love with you. Oh God. Is it too late to take that back? I just want to be right with you. I don't expect more. I just want so badly to make all this up to you. I understand. But I'm not the one you need to make it up to. You see the start of, like, reparations here in this episode with Miss Calendar. And you also get a much-needed moment of... For me, this is much needed of of having Jenny have the opportunity to explain herself mm-hmm. because it because it isn't uncomplicated. No, and no one really asked her what 
happened or why she did this, you know. And and she's also not pushing. Hmm. Right? Like she's She's like, yeah, I was fucked. Yeah. It was fucked. Like she's taking responsibility while also understanding and giving herself some grace because um, you know, Angel killed a bunch of people in her family. I understand why Miss Calendar did it. I really do. Yeah. I yeah. Um so then then we're seeing Joyce and Buffy having dinner in the dining room. <laughs> Formal dinner tonight. And there's, there's a, a full roast chicken. There's a big salad bowl. The big salad bowl. My dad, I was recently at my dad's. He has this wooden salad bowl. The big bowl. one? Yes. And I I I thought about I thought about taking it. Oh, I thought about have. sticking it in my trunk and taking it to you. I want it. It's huge. It's so good. Yeah. I'll get him to will it to me. You need like a table for 12. That table is massive. You have a table for I do. Ten. Yeah. Eight. <laughs> I think I could fit ten at it, it yeah. with, with both leaves in it. <laughs> I love it. I want this bowl. Um uh so uh they're like having like an awkward conversation where Buffy's like, I dated this guy angel. And it's funny, it is and then Joyce is like that tutor? Cause now I remember <laughs> this reference from like I don't know what episode, but when Angel's around and and He's like, Buffy's like, he's tutoring me. I don't know. And yeah, she's like, what does she say? She's like, oh, the 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 college boy who was tutoring you in history. I just want to go, oh, he was tutoring her in history, tutoring, all right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joyce, you're like willfully obtuse. Like, what are you doing? But like, but Buffy is trying to be honest in the way she can where yes. she's like, we dated but I don't want him around anymore and he's acting very weird. So like, please be careful kind of, or like just to let you know what's going on. So, so this is like opening sort of a door where Buffy literally doesn't tell Joyce anything about her life. No. So it was, it was nice. It was nice. And Joyce did ask important questions. Yeah. And Buffy didn't say he's, a danger to us because mm-hmm. because she can't. Yeah. But Joyce does ask. Yeah. Like tries to understand and weigh the severity of this mm-hmm. relationship ending. Yeah. And Buffy does sort of minimize it, makes it sound sort Absolutely. of just like a a breakup kind of thing. Yeah. Uh and then Buffy's talking on the phone with Willow and Willow's like feeding her empty aquarium. <laughs> And uh, then finds in her room and then finds this envelope with all of her fish strung up in it. And dead. (laughs) (laughs) The shot is amazing, too, because it's like they like it's a follow shot from Willow in front of the aquarium. They move to through behind and then the shot is through the aquarium yes like pulling out her plastic fish they were real fish sorry they were totally real her real fish (laughs) on a on a line through the aquarium yes and then snap cut to willow and buffy being in the bed and her being like thanks for letting me come over on a school night (laughs) (laughs) and she's holding the steak (laughs) it's very funny it's very good (laughs) 
So we're in the factory, and Drusilla has a puppy. This is a cute, like, shih tzu puppy. I know. It's so cute. You would have this dog. I know. I was like, don't kill it. Would you name it Sunshine? Sunshine. (laughs) No, I would not, but I love it. I love Drusilla. Um, She has, like, a... A snack for Spike. Uh, she's like, I got it for you, the puppy. <laughs> Eat it. And she, it's very funny. Like, here comes. <laughs> Open wide. Yeah, and Spike is so fucking mad. He's been <laughs> mad for episodes. He hates his life now. He regrets doing this. He regrets he, everything. He does. Yeah, Angel getting his soul back. He didn't anticipate. No one did. So maybe it wouldn't have been a mistake if Angel hadn't gotten his soul back. I don't know. But he hates this new fucking vibe. (laughs) And he hates Angel. And Drusilla is like, she like doesn't care what's happening until she gets this um, vision. Yes. uh, Of an, an old friend or enemy or something Mm -hmm. um, that is going to do something Mm -hmm. is going to throw a wrench in the mix Mm -hmm. so she's getting this vision I didn't know what this meant when Mm -hmm. I when I heard it I was Mm -hmm. like oh I don't I don't know but Drusilla's um, predictions are always true I think once they figure them out yes they're not always like just like just like the codex you know about the master Buffy prophecy was true when when it all was said and done but drusilla is always right i think so far yep we just might not interpret it correctly and we don't get the interior scenes of that group figuring out what drusilla's vision was Mm. whereas when buffy has a dream or there's another prophetic event in the scooby's lives we get the story of how they figure it out yes absolutely so there's just a there's just a difference there in storytelling, but you're right. She she's dead right usually. I believe her when she has a fucking vision. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, here we go. So then we um are with Miss Calendar. She's gone to this like magic shop. Yes. <laughs> Which is this in Sunnydale? Yes. We've never been here before. No. I didn't know this, like, um, witchy shop existed. We've never been shopping unless it's at the mall. Yes. Or at the costume store. Yes. I suppose we have been to a costume store. Yeah. So I thought it... I actually did think it was Ethan Rain was mm. going to be dropped back in. Just because he's around the occult shit. Yeah. But, but no, this is this new, like, character. This, like, magic shop character. Mm-hmm. Did we get a name of this store? No. No. It's just like filled with bits and bobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he normally sells to tourists, but then she's like, I would like an orb of Thessala, please. By the way, you do know that the transliteration annals for the ritual of the undead were lost. Without the annals, the surviving text is gibberish. And without a translated text, the orbs of Thessala are pretty much useless. I know. Well, I only mentioned it because I have a strict policy of no refunds. It's okay. I'm working on a computer program to translate the Romanian liturgy to English based on a random sampling of the text. Yeah. I don't like computers. They give me the willies. Well, thank you. You're welcome. By the way, not that it's any of my business really, but uh, what are you planning on conjuring up if you can decipher the text? present for a friend of mine. Really? What are you going to give him? 
the soul. I was very excited when I heard this. I was very, very excited. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she's going to give Angel's soul back. Everything's yeah. going to be fine again. And she's doing exactly what her people did. Yes. Isn't that interesting? So it she's trying to make it right, but it would also be right by her people. Yes. Mm. So she's figured it out. Yeah. And this is where we get the name of the uncle. Because she receives condolences from this shopkeeper. Mm. His name is Uncle Enyos. Enyos. So then she comes back to school and then Buffy kind of goes up to her. Mm-hmm. And they have this little little chat where Buffy's like, I'm glad you feel bad. Keep feeling bad. But also you should be with Giles. No one should be alone. So like she's so, again like dropping in like, a little bit of healing, not mm-hmm. quite, not quite forgiven, but just a little, you know, a little bit of, of healing happening here mm-hmm. that maybe trust could be rebuilt slowly. It's very mature. Yeah. Actually. And then I wrote, Willow is Jewish. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're at Willow's house and they're nailing crosses to the wall or crucifixes. And they make a bunch of funny jokes about her dad, Ira <laughs> Rosenberg. <laughs> yeah, so funny. I knew her last name was Rosenberg, and I kind of assumed it was a Jewish last name, but they haven't really talked about yeah. that because they don't really talk about religion in this show no. very much. But, but very funny. Yeah. Um, little bit of levity, but they're nailing up the crosses because it's part of this spell to undo the invitation. So they're doing it on Willow's room. And they're doing it on Cordelia's car. <laughs> and they're doing it in Buffy's place. So, <laughs> um, But then Willow finds this drawing that's been left and it's of Joyce sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fucking scary. All yeah. these drawings. It's so scary. Yes. Oh, my God. I hate it. Passion. <laughs> Passion. <laughs> and then we hurry. Well, we get, we, we cut to, um, we cut to Joyce driving home with mm. the groceries. Yes. And a confrontation with desperate ex-boyfriend Angel. Yeah. This is a great scene. It's great. It's so freaky. Joyce is like, fucking leave her alone, you know. And, oh, it's so scary. Everything in this episode, up until the killing of Jenny Callender, Mm -hmm. holy shit, everything in this episode is just bad boyfriend. Yes, it's just stalker yes. ex-boyfriend. Yes. Which is a tale as old as fucking time. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. Like, none of this is, like, demon land. This no. is just... This is just shitty asshole. Not just, but this is shitty asshole land, which is such a common thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows someone that mm-hmm. this has happened to. Mm-hmm. This is one of the dangers of breaking up with someone is being afraid of this happening to them, especially mm-hmm. if things have changed and there's abuse and et cetera, et cetera. So. Totally. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful and important uh, gift this show gives us is these lessons. And it lets you choose for yourself. It lets you decide what you're going to relate to mm. how you're going to view this relationship. Again, I say it, I mean it. The genre is there to protect us from ourselves. 
If we don't want to go there, we don't have to because this Mm -hmm. is a show about demons and vampires and things that are not real. But, but if we open the door and we see these metaphors, these relationships as being the human kind, what does it say? What does it tell us? And it has a lot to teach us about the violence that occurs and the inequity of that violence yep. in the end of romantic relationships. Yeah, this is domestic yeah. violence. Yeah. And he scares the fuck out of Joyce. She, like, drops her bag of oranges or whatever all yeah. over the ground and runs inside. After and- he tells her that they had sex. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's the f- it's so fucked up. Oh, it's just so manipulative and horrible. And but then she runs inside, and he tries to go after her, and he and he can't. They just finish the incantation immediately as they're walking down the stairs, Buffy and Willow. And she's like, "I changed the locks." Slam. Yeah. So great. So satisfying. Yeah. Very satisfying. It's about fucking time. Yes. Oh my god, it's just so scary. <laughs> so I'm so glad they put up the ward again. Um. Then we're at school and Giles has gone to like um see or he sees Miss Calendar working late at work, working mm-hmm. late on, on the thing. Mm-hmm. Um and then he invites her over to his house after. Yeah. And oh, it's so cute. They're gonna just hang out again. Well, and we get this beautiful, suspenseful uh moment where at least I realize that Jenny Calendar hasn't told anyone what she's doing. No. And why? Because she doesn't want to get anyone anyone's hopes up. Yeah. She doesn't want to put salt in this huge festering fucking wound. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't say. She keeps it private. Yeah, and she's like, I'm gonna just whip this out real quick and then she's probably gonna tell Giles about it. Yeah. Um, when she goes over to his house and yeah. has the, the the disc. Yeah. In her hand. And the translation. Yep. So, yeah. Floppy disk. <laughs> she saved it on file. <laughs> uh, we are children of the floppy disk. We are. We're the last gin. It's the first thing I said after this episode was finished was, have you ever cared so much about a floppy disk? <laughs> and I think the answer is no. No. Although I had computer games on floppy disk when I was young. <laughs> I had a framed yellow floppy disk. What do you mean? Like I bought a floppy disk from Staples and put it in a frame because of this show. Oh my god, you psycho. <laughs> Who does that? Who, Who does, does that? that? You wow. This is I don't know. <laughs> I framed a square piece of plastic. That wow. I bought from Staples. <laughs> I don't know. Did I'm it a help you? Now. Did you pray to it? I think it did help me. Okay. It did. I mean, that's all that matters. It did its job. So um, she finishes. She prints the translation. She saves it on a floppy disk. She's like, hacha. And then she sees Angel just sitting there. And he got into the school because, like, above the school in Latin, it says, like, all who want knowledge enter here. Or, yes. like, a welcome here. So... He, he interprets that to to walk on in. Yeah. So be careful what you put over your schools. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really want to include demonic 
uh, creatures. Yeah, not everyone is welcome at school. Yeah. Okay. And like, it's more likely that demons speak Latin than your student body. True, so if truly. you could just, you know. Uh, nip that in the bud. Yeah. Um, so he, he just, he's creepy. He's like doing <laughs> this like manic Angelus like thing, like voice, like, oh God, it's so scary. And, and then he just takes her, her orb, what is it? Orb of Thessala and just smashes it um, against the wall. It's so scary. You know what I hate most about these things? <laughs> They're so damn fragile. I never cease to be amazed how much the world has changed in just two and a half centuries. It's a miracle to me. You, you put the secrets to restoring my soul in here. It comes out here. Ritual of restoration. <laughs> wow, this this brings back memories. Wait, that's your. Oh, my cure. No thanks. Been there, done that. Deja vu just isn't what it used to be. Angel's performance is so great. Isn't he's it amazing. He's just like wild. And he is like this night. He could have had his soul restored. Yes. That's sort of what we're meant to believe. She has the orb. She has just translated moments before this encounter with Angel. Mm-hmm. The spell of restoration. Yep. And here he is. And he doesn't, his vampire self won't let him. Yes. Because uh, if you get your soul back, you're not a cool vampire anymore. Like, so it is the demon that, like. It would de- be the death of Angelus. Yes, yes, exactly. Um and which is why he smashes the thing. He smashes the computer. He tears up the paper. The computer makes a very fun little fire for him to burn. It reminds me of Zoolander when they're like, <laughs> the files are in the computer and they smash it. I'm like, well, he doesn't know much about technology. He doesn't. So, And he says that in it's in the text. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't realize that you can save things on not just a computer. Well, and I think that the writers are also like, maybe the people at home don't realize you can. Yes. Because we get a lot of floppy disk, floppy disk, floppy disk placement in the episode to be like, well, it's on the floppy a disk. A lot of people wouldn't have a computer at home at this point. Yeah, I didn't. Maybe there would be computers at school or like workplaces, but not not like now. Not every home in America had a, had a computer. 100%. So people might not know. We need to do a bit of tech education totally. to make the stakes stay nice and high. And and they do a great job. Yeah. Uh, we want that floppy disk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote, he going to kill Miss Calendar. There's a huge chase through the school. Um, it's very dramatic. Like this episode just has a lot of like big chases and big um, sets. So they're running. They're in front of this like very dramatic window, which Mm -hmm. I've never seen in the school. She runs up the stairs Mm -hmm. and like, and then he snaps her neck and I really couldn't believe it. I, I, it was so fast. You said no. (laughs) You said no, like this can't be. No, I was like, no, no, this is like, cause it, it does, it looks and sounds like he breaks her neck and kills her but I just couldn't I wasn't quite I wasn't sure 
I was like, of course not. I was like, no, no, he couldn't have done that. Well, and they even give him a fucking one liner after he kills her. He uh-huh. says, I'll never get tired of doing that. Ugh. That's what he says. Ugh. And then they cut away. And they, yeah. like he that that entire sequence. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's everything you said it was. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's still all about Angel. Yes. Like even even just like dramaturgically how they end it. It's not even Miss Calendar's moment. But it's because her moment is coming, yeah. isn't it? Oh my god. Uh, so it cuts away really fast to Giles going over to Buffy's house to be like, Hi, are you okay? <laughs> and Willow, <laughs> Willow's there. She's like, oh, well, you know, they're having a fight upstairs. <laughs> Buffy has to talk to Joyce about how she had sex with Angel because Angel told mm-hmm. her. But it's in this wonderfully comedic. It's so cute. It's very Willow speak. So Willow. And then Giles is like, oh, maybe I should intervene stupid Giles like Willow's like sure what would you say (laughs) such a good response like okay uh, and he's like "Uh, see you later (laughs) and then there's this lovely Joyce Buffy scene yeah um, about her being like you don't tell me anything Uh, I can't believe you had sex with this boy but you didn't even tell me you were dating him like was he your first like just sort of like this the sex interrogation yep scene yep um some of us have had it some of us have not i've i've had a little bit of this i had a little bit of this (laughs) Uh, a little bit of flashbacks but again i also didn't tell my parents very much because i don't they didn't make it necessarily easy or Uh, yeah or, or open to to be honest about these kind of things yeah as many parents aren't they don't want to hear it they don't want to know and all of these conversations happen after the fact exactly and then they're mad but like why are you mad it already happened yeah like, i don't know and yeah so i've totally had this like a very similar conversation yeah. with my parents at a point but but it is still lovely joyce is like yes I don't know. This is some of the best writing that Joyce has ever been given to say. Mm-hmm. Like, Christine Sutherland is a good actor. Mm-hmm. If she's given good lines, she can do them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a nice, they're like sitting and they're just like upset. And she's like, I'm always going to love you. Like, you know, no matter what you do, I'm never going to stop. Like, so it's it's a very sweet scene, even it though is. it's kind of dumb, like. This classic. Well, and you do get a very panicked mom about mm. what does this mean. And it and it can be difficult to interpret, uh, to understand if the panic that parents have about their children having sex is justified. And what is it actually about? Yeah, she says, were you careful? Yes. Which, again, is like, it's not even being honest. Like, careful is such a vague word. Were you careful? Careful about, I don't know. Getting STIs, were you careful about consent? Were you careful about uh, pregnancy? Like, these are all the classic. Yeah. So, but even this vague term, like, people can't even communicate effectively. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. And I give, a, I give Joyce a bit of, like, I give her a bit of 
leeway too because she's just had this very strange confrontation, this mm. harassment that just happened right outside of her home just then. Yes. So, so like, we aren't having this conversation after coffee and pancakes. We're having this conversation after like a violent, a violent event outside yes. of their home. Exactly. So it's yeah. different. That is scary. Yeah. I, she, yeah. Now that you say that, she should be freaked out by yeah. this, like, yeah. um, uh, abusive man. Yeah. He's, he's being stalkerish. He's being harassed. Totally. Harasser. Yeah. And all of these conversations about sex in our own real lives are, we have a responsibility to ourselves and to our families to put them into context as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever that may mean, it can still mean that they sucked and that they were fucked up. Yeah. But but it it is all in a context that is very large mm-hmm. and important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So after this lovely scene, Giles is going back to oh – God, I don't want to relive this. But, like, Giles is going back to his apartment and he sees the rose on the door. And he hears the Puccini. Yeah. And he he's, like, smiling. He's like, oh. Miss Calendar's here. He's like, hello. And there's a there's some champagne chilling. And then there's a note that says upstairs and there's candles. And he thinks Miss Calendar is there for a romantic evening. By this point, when I saw the rose on the door, I knew. Yeah, I know you knew. I knew. I knew what was happening. I did not want to watch. I didn't. Oh, God, it was so horrible. And and just the look on Giles' face, it's heartbreaking. Like, yeah. he's so happy. He's smiling. He's, like, going to go have a lovely night with his lady. And he walks up the stairs, like, so happy and, and sees her fucking dead body in his bed. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. It's so horrible. It's a devastation I I know I didn't see coming, but when I think about this episode back again, I think about the different ways that Angel could hurt Buffy, and this is the perfect way in terms of the sort of chosen family that's been built by mm-hmm. these people. So, and yes. I just I can't believe they haven't really killed off a main. No. Uh, character on the show. They've killed one-offs and people who don't matter, yeah. but they have n- not killed, like, a, a main cast member. So, oh, it's horrible. Um, and Giles, like, it just, like, cuts to him being, like, shocked with the police there. And yeah. he's done he's done the thing. He's called the police. And, oof. Oh, God, it's so awful. <laughs> and I see him realize in that moment, I see that actor, mm. I see Anthony Stewart Head telling me, I cannot believe I expected Buffy to just soldier on. Yeah. Like, I see, it's a very complicated moment. That's what I see. That's what I see. I see this this realization of, for once being put in Buffy's shoes, and then vengeance. Mm-hmm. Well, first he needs to make a phone call, right? Yeah, he calls he, Buffy's house. He calls house. Buffy and tells her and Willow, and, you know, 
Buffy just sort of collapses, but it's so awful because Angel is there watching. watching. He and, knows. And the return of the narration. Yes. Of Angel and Jealous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who, yeah. Um, watching them fall to pieces. Oh, it's psychopath shit. Yeah. And then, oh my God, Jaws going to kill Angel. Um, he goes to load up his, his weaponries mm-hmm. and, and to go confront um, Drew, Spike, and Angel are uh, are having a confrontation about this event. Spike is Spike is talking the most sense. He's yep. like, "Okay, I love killing like as much as the next vampire, but you are like you are fucking up. Like this is not the plan. The plan is to like kill Buffy. Buffy's not dead. You're just like." fucking with her and this is going to destroy our little thing here because now she's going to come and really kill you yeah (laughs) and really kill me yeah Yeah. like it's dangerous like you're goading this slayer who's very strong and yeah well and i'll also say i don't want to say it but i will say it the only people we've seen angel kill are all women oh wow every single person he's killed amazing so yes he's always yeah, blonde women. He's always sucking on the old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's uh he's uh he's going through something. <laughs> and um he hates women. Yes. And he hates the way Buffy made him feel. And he is punishing all women mm. for the transgressions of his soulful self, his angel self. The yeah. demon is punishing women. And and uh and punishing the real angel, the soul angel. Absolutely. Yes. I think you are bang on. Yes. So, he's also making it impossible for if the soul is ever restored for angel to ever be accepted back into this community. Oh my god. I mean, and that's by destroying their lives. He is destroying any future mm-hmm. that Angel could ever have. Yes. So it's it's like death and dying and destruction on steroids. Like it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> and and Giles shows up with his bag of weapons and is like he is the Ripper. Yes, yes, Harley is in like Ripper drag, (laughs) and he is there to open a can of whoop ass. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit, and actually, it's amazing. He's just like he just fucking lights the factory on fire, shoots Angel in the shoulder. He's like, "I'm coming for you, bitch!" Like lights one of his big sticks on fire, and then starts beating on Angel with a torch. And he does well for a while. Like this is like you know we've seen Giles fight. He knows how to fight he has this past ripper self like he's not supernatural like buffy but he doesn't he has this within himself yeah and and he does get angel like he's so mad he's mad enough that he really does start beating him he up does for some a while. damage yeah and angel has like shit on his like a bruise on his face and, and kind of like a black eye yeah 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 um but again Vampire versus human. I it can mean, only last so long. Yeah, you can't keep up that stamina, but it is pretty cool. Uh, so, you know, Angel smashes Giles and he falls down. And then Buffy shows up to to save Giles. And there's a pretty cool 
factory fight scene. Yes. Uh, this is, I was like, oh, big budget. There's fire, fires and multiple levels. She does this such cool thing where like, um, Angel's running up the stairs and like kicks Buffy in the face mm-hmm. and like she falls down and then she runs up like a bunch of like barrels and boxes and shit to the next level to like <laughs> cut him off. It's very cool. Oh, there's great choreography and like them fighting. It's like, it's just really cool. It's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and it just is a really great fight between them. Yeah. And a great big scene. Again, like the opera climax. Like, totally. It's excellent. Uh, and she would have finished Angel, <laughs> I believe, here. But then Angel's like, huh, look over there. Your watcher is about to burn. Yeah. And he's able to get away. Yes. Yes. Because she would have probably killed I think, him. I think she would have come close. Yeah. And then she goes and drags Giles out yeah. of the warehouse, and they both collapse after she punches him in the face because he's about, well, because he has a death wish at the moment. Yeah, he's mad. He's like, why the fuck are you here? Like, And she just punches him to be like, snap out of it. I can't lose you. Yeah. And then they both are just crying, collapsed in each other's arms. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's so... Oh, it's so sad. And then what happens? Do we cut to the funeral? Um, Willow's teaching. Oh, we get school. Buffy's narration. Oh, now. yes. Okay. And this is what makes me think it's possible that it's Angel mm. and not Angelus. Because it sounds like what's kind of happening is we're getting a bit of like a journal entry. Reflection. A reflection mm. on this horrible, catastrophic event. event. Yes. And we get Buffy narrating about passion mm. and about love and about family mm-hmm. over top of this last little montage yeah. of Willow being like, um, the principal asked me to teach the class. <laughs> Which I wouldn't put past Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like budget cuts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> He's totally pocketing the money for a substitute. Yeah. Or maybe Willow's after, actually, they have the, they go to the funeral or the grave of Jennifer okay. Calendar, and they lay the flowers, and they're you know fucked up about it. Did you notice anything about the scene? About the scene? Yes. No. This is the same scene as the flashback in Buffy's dream. <gasps> really? Yes. Okay. Which I'm going to lay a, a a theoretical truth bomb on you. Okay. So we see this flashback. It's the same. Setup. It's the same bright light. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing. Uh, the grave, fresh grave. Uh, Giles is there. Buffy is there. Angel comes to Buffy in her dream and says, "You just have to know where to look." And Jenny Calendar lifts the veil. Mm-hmm. I believe that Buffy got it wrong, and that that prophecy. Not that Buffy got it wrong. She didn't go far enough. Hmm. Buffy interpreted that dream as being Miss Calendar is the reason for him losing his soul. Mm-hmm. And we get that great bum 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 and she pins down Miss Calendar in the computer room. Yes. But what if that dream was actually telling Buffy how to restore Angel's soul? And oh. the answer is Miss Calendar. Yes. Because it's the exact same setup. Amazing. I'm going to have to go back and watch that dream again. So... There's just more to it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that in the passion, if you will, of the moment, 
they didn't look deep enough into that prophetic dream. Mm -hmm. Maybe they will. (laughs) Maybe they won't. Maybe not. But, and that's the other reason why I think it's possible that it's Angel's voice coming into this episode, Mm -hmm. not Angelus. Yeah. Because it was Angel's voice that told her to look at Miss Calendar. Yes. Look deeper at Miss Calendar. That's my truth. That's my truth bomb. It is brand new mint from my mind. <laughs> well, I've thought about it before. The world's foremost Buffy scholar. Yes. Professor Viserka. Yes. One interpretation of the text would be that that they didn't go far enough. Very cool. Yeah. So after this, like, funeral sequence, I think then we get Willow teaching the class because then she sits down yes. and we see the floppy disk yes. fall into the crack yes. between the desk and whatever. So that floppy disk still exists. It still could happen, but nobody knows what it is or where it is or how it is. Maybe it will never come to fruition. But I forgot about the fucking floppy disk until this moment. So I don't know. This yeah. is the last hope. This is the only hope. And it's just as Buffy says, Angel is dead. There is no hope. Yeah. He's gone forever. He's gone forever. Mm-hmm. But this is a show of magic that can't be true. Yep. Nothing is forever. And that's, and that's why magic exists in these genres, yes. isn't it? It's yes. so that we can have epic transformation. Yes. Some family In the bronze at the beginning, Buffy's wearing a little cheetah dress. It's very Spice Girls. Um, so we, we just see it briefly when she's walking, like, into her house is sort of when I clocked it, but it's, like, a spaghetti strap, and it's, it's a dress. Um, and it's, like, baby spice slash, uh, scary spice. I love it. And then I love her outfit. It reminds me of something I had, um, when she's going to school the next day. It's, like, a tiger print shirt. with It's a v-neck. I literally had a tiger print long sleeve v-neck course uh so i loved it and then she's got like cream pants and a white backpack and her hair looks so blonde these days and her makeup looks great it's like very frosty dark eyes but like kind of nude lip yeah looks really good yeah oh she's so hot this is just like it's just unreal yeah she looks amazing yeah Xander has a classic giant red flannel, <laughs> ginormous, um, but it looks good. It's just very classic Xander. I just wanted to note it because sometimes I see his outfits and just ignore them. <laughs> he has one good one in this one where he's wearing this like red striped long sleeve. Yeah. He looks fit. He yeah. looks great. It fits him. Yeah. I wrote that one down later. Um, and <laughs> Willow has... The worst sweater, this is when she's got little cute French braided pigtails, and it's when Miss Calendar is like, um, can you teach the class tomorrow? And her sweater, it's giant, and it's bright blue and yellow. It's got a weird pattern on the front. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like flowery, paisley, hippie. Yeah, or like, I don't know. I was like, is that a... A weird owl. Like, I don't know. It's very weird. And then it's really long. It's almost down to her knees. <laughs> it's so weird. It also looks like it's, 
I don't know, made of some plastic material. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. Um, I'll get a screenshot. It's so <laughs> weird. And then when they're talking on the phone, they're both in their PJs, Willow and Buffy. And Buffy has these purple silk or they're yeah. like lavendery silk PJs with polka dots. And isn't it like a short shorts yes. set? And then a like a lace collar. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can you really sleep in this? I don't know. Some of her PJs look very, like, fashion, but, like, lace? Like, I don't know. I don't know either. It's a lot. It just seems itchy. It does seem itchy. It also reminds me of, like, when I watch characters sleep in bras. Ugh. I'm just like, what the fuck? Do people do that? I mean, maybe. Psycho. No. Bras have, like, in the pandemic, many people have shed their bra. I've I've been shedding my bras since I was... Yeah, since I had them. Oh yeah, the the nippies and the boobies. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the the PJs are funny. They're just. I mean, she just looks beautiful. Oh yeah, and every time she's sleeping mm-hmm. in this episode, she's fully beat. Her face is fully done. And this is very Dracula. Mm. Like the story of Dracula is all about Dracula visiting women's uh. Mina and uh, Lucy, who are the two sort of desired women in Dracula, he visits them at night all the time. Mm -hmm. And they kind of talk. They kind of... He watches them sleep. It's very romantic and also incredibly strange. Mm. But this is very Dracula. Mm -hmm. And they all... There's so much talk in Bram Stoker's book about their nighties and their... Their what their bedclothes and, and ringlets, yeah. yeah, perfect hair. So it it almost feels like this is genre probe. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, yeah, totally. And Buffy just loves a sleepwear. Yeah, uh, I it's wrote genetic. Yeah, absolutely, Joyce. Thank you. Uh, I wrote Spike so blonde. He got his hair did yeah. recently. It's super blonde, white blonde. It looks so good. He, he looks just so looks hot. Like, he just looks like um. White Wedding. Who's that guy? Oh, um, Billy. Billy Idol. He looks like Billy Idol. He looks exactly like Billy Idol. Yeah. It's great. Um, Very big inspo, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah excellent. Uh, he looks amazing. He still has Scarface, but he he's just looking very dreamy in this yeah. episode. Yeah. I loved it. Angel's got great... Like, he's worn this. He's, this is his, like, Angelus outfit, yeah. but, like, his, like, leather pants, long black coat... Um, he looks really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it's uh, really too bad. The vampire really suits him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a bad boy. He looks yeah. great. Uh, we love a bad boy. Kind of. We don't love Angel in this episode. No. <laughs> we look good. And then this is the outfit of the episode. I'm so glad. I mean, I'm not glad Miss Gallanter fucking died but i'm glad this was her death outfit because it is amazing uh she's got a spaghetti strap tank i had a similar outfit to this but then like a a sheer long sleeve over top high neck and then like embroidered floral sage yes almost i was like is that a lily pad like i don't know just like floral watery kind of thing. And it's a set. It's a top yes. and a skirt. And then a long maxi skirt with the embroidered floral on top of yeah. it. And her hair's down and her makeup is perfect. Yeah. And she just looks so amazing in this outfit. Yeah. 
I can't believe she runs through a school in a maxi skirt, though. Yeah. Very difficult. And heels. Chunky heel. Yeah. Yes. Love that chunky heel. Yes. We caught a glimpse of that chunky heel on mm-hmm. the way down into the magic shop. Yes. Very good. Yeah. This is the best outfit of the episode. Yeah. Um, she looks like, to me, she looks like a natural angel. Like, mm. like a, like a, like a, she's not in white. Yes. She's not in red. She's in like a green. It's like, um, very, yeah, nature yeah. fairy thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks like a goddess. She does. She looks amazing. And she, she needs, she needs to look good because she's going to die. She's going to die. And and her death is epic. And her death is also, I'll quickly say it too, like when we're when we enter Giles' apartment and he's playing Puccini, he's playing La Boheme, mm. and he's playing the song at the end in La Boheme when the main character, I forget his name, finds Mimi. He finds Mimi dead in the bed. Uh. So Angel is reenacting the famous Italian opera. It's one of the most romantic, it's what Rent is based off of. It's like one of the most romantic tragedies. Mm -hmm. And she needs to look like the main character of an opera because she is. She dies in the final act kind of thing. So tragic. And this outfit is worthy of that. It is. I loved it. Um, And then I wrote... Xander, red and green sweater. Looks mm-hmm. good. Although very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. You can't really wear red and green together, can you? But the sweater looks good. It looks tight. It's like a red square on the front with like green sleeves and stuff. But then plaid pants with it. Oh, I didn't catch yeah, that. Yes, the plaid. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Xander right there. Some more plaid. I mean... I don't think this outfit is actually terrible. I think it's kind of trendy for for the time. Yeah. Um, even though now I'm like, Oof, those plaid pants. It's a power clash. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I think he looks good for in the context oh, of the time. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> there are things I will. I will. There are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. Okay, so something slipped past us a few episodes back, and this is a perfect episode to correct a mistake we made in episode surprise because it comes up in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the use of a derogatory term used to describe Roma or Romani people. The term is, big air quotes here, gypsy, big air quotes again, uh, and it's used in this episode by Angel when he confronts Miss Calendar about her plans to restore his soul. It's also used by Jenny's uncle Enyos. When he reminds Jenny Calendar who she is and where her loyalties lie, which is to her people, and that's in the episode Surprise. And we ended up using the term in the podcast episode Surprise because Uncle Enyos used it. Now, neither of us are Romani or identify as Roma people, and so we shouldn't have used it. There are lots of other ways we can refer to the culture and to the peoples that Jenny Calendar and Uncle Enyos come from. When we want to talk about the curse, when we want to talk about the magical people who conjured it to restore Angel's soul, we can say Roma, Romani, Calderashi people. We can say Jenny or Yanna, which is her name in their language. We could say Uncle, Uncle Enyos. Um, a tiny bit of etymology research uh, helped and uh, helped me understand that this term wasn't created by Romani people to describe themselves. Hmm but rather was used to describe them by English people 
so by English people from England, hmm. most notably Thomas Cromwell, who was a big Essex Duke, powerful white dude in Europe in the 1530s. And it was used mostly as a racial slur then, mm -hmm. for sure. The earliest form of the word in English, which appears in English in the Oxford English Dictionary, dates back to the 1530s, and it comes from a word, Gypsian, which is an abbreviated version of the word Egyptian. And at that time, it was widely believed and thought of by English people that the Romani people originated in Egypt, which is, of course, untrue. Mm-hmm. Uh, here on Turtle Island, or Canada, we know this story of misre misrepresenting people who are not white all too well with our very own example of, of the mislabeling of all indigenous peoples as people from India, which is another gross and racist untruth. So we have an example of how hurtful terms can be that aren't created by the people who they are meant to refer to, right here in our own backyard. And you had mentioned kind of before when we were chatting about it earlier, like outside of the pod uh we do talk outside <laughs> of the pod uh that like in this show they sort of um uh, miss calendar and her uncle like self-identify as as gypsies quote-unquote um but obviously like this comes from writing this comes from stereotypes like uh, we're not sure how you know that word and those people, like, there's a connotation. There's a connotation to magic and folklore, et cetera, et cetera. So we're not sure if, like, any Roma people were involved. Like, I don't think these actors are are of that descent or anything like that. And we wouldn't have missed that word if it wasn't used. We would know they were from this this tribe, mm -hmm. this, like, Calderashi peoples mm -hmm. and, you know... We can infer, like, where they're from. They're, like, Eastern European, like, from the land of Dracula, you know, mm. all those things. Mm -hmm. Which are, those are important to the story. Definitely. And magical people. They're yeah. magical people. We've talked about it many times, but, like, Angel can never come back from this. I don't know. I don't see a way you could ever come back from this. Yeah. We talk a lot about, like, how, like, forgiveness and, like, you know, justice and redemption and vengeance. But, like, I just don't, I just don't see how you could ever come back from this. Yeah. I don't, um, uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 uh... I just, I just had to say it. I just, I can't see a way. I mean, if they make me believe he can come back from it, that's great. I just don't know how they could do that right now. I don't know if the show's going to try. And mm. I don't know, like, I don't, whether or not Angel comes back is different than whether or not we like it. Mm. I think Angel, okay, here's my prediction. I think Angel's going to come back. I think he has to. Um, probably maybe at the end of the season. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sort of building. I mean, so many. He's now the focus mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. season. But, yeah, I don't know how we could ever forgive him. No. <laughs> well, 
I can neither confirm nor deny the My speculations. <laughs> okay. But you're right, Marmar. You like, I believe the systemic punishment of women after having sex, after being sexually free, is a spine, like punishing powerful women. Mm. Um, even in a world with empowered women, I believe that that is a spine, a massive motor of this season. And I believe what you just talked about is the other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think a good show will always have a few. There's never just one. Yeah, of course. There's always a few. How do we hurt a superhero? Mm-hmm. Well, we're watching how you do it. Yeah. Like, this is how you do it. Oof. And that's what this season is about. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a female superhero. We haven't had a woman superhero mm-hmm. in, in my lifetime that wasn't... Uh, like a Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. who I have nothing in common with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a fucking thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and it's also of a totally different gen. Like, so this is this is mine, mm-hmm. and like literally, she's the only one. Yeah, we had Charmed happening at this time. We had witches. We had female witches and stuff. We didn't have a warrior. We yep. don't have a warrior. We don't have a soldier. Yep. And that's who I identify with. Like, that's who I want to punch and fight and kill. Like, I... <laughs> like, and you do as a barbarian <laughs> in our Dungeons and Dragons group, which we also do. <laughs> I do. I don't just want them to be seers or magic or I want them to be physical. I want them yeah. to fucking kick ass. And that's a big diff. Mm-hmm. And, and, but what's the cost? And this is the season that tells me, oh, you think Slayer's, think being a Slayer's all cool and everything? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you want this life? Yeah. No. There are big repercussions. So, it's like, wake up and smell the laundry. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> wake up. Ugh. Okay, G. Tell me your favorite okay. quote. My favorite line is, I love when Xander asks Buffy and Willow after their sleep overnight, how was your night? Um, and Willow says, we had a kind of pajama party sleepover with weapons thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is also Xander because it's just, he's just a quote machine. He is. When he, they're in the library and... Jonathan comes in and Xander goes, does this look like a Barnes and Noble? <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like, it's a school library. library. <laughs> it's just so funny. Uh, he just says it with such disgust. It's so great. Uh, <laughs> passion. Okay, passions. Okay, passion people. Uh, rate, subscribe, follow. <laughs> we'll have some passions up. I hope you all have an amazing week. Yes, I hope you don't wake up to a fucking drawing of your face. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>